Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and welcome. Welcome back. Uh, This is going to be episode four of a series that we've been in called Purpose Road, and I'm hoping that you're gaining something from this series. I hope that it's helping you walk this road to purpose. And if you've been with us for the last four episodes, we started with uh, the first episode, which was detours. Then we went into Damascus. Then uh, the last episode, we talked about uh, detractors, right? And I'm encouraging you to go back. If you've this is your first time listening and tuning in, I want to welcome you. Definitely encourage you to go back tune in to what we've been doing in this series. I know the episodes have been a little sporadic in release, but just getting some things uh, personally together. And I love how we're talking about distractions. And this whole series is helping me understand kind of where I am and where this is going. And so again, I encourage you to go back. If you've been with us uh, since the beginning, this podcast launched in 2019. I say welcome back. Welcome back again. So to, so glad you're here. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, um, or even through our website, vantagepointpodcast.us. Continue to share, continue to latch on to what we're doing. And we got two episodes left in this series, and there's going to be a bonus episode that kind of bridges into the next series as well. And so you don't, don't want to miss that. But I want to jump right in uh, to this episode four of Purpose Rose. And, the, and for the today, the title is called Distractions. And you might be thinking like, what is a distraction, right? And I know that sounds kind of cliche, like what is that? But it's something we hear all the time. Um, and, and it's a word that we often have used, but I don't know if we fully get an understanding of what the word means. So we want to start there, right? First things first, a distraction is something that directs your attention away from something else. In other words, it's a diversion, right? And it's so important that we look at that definition. We look at distractions because honestly, the more that we're aware of a distraction to purpose, the better we are at identifying them and defeating them, right? And I want you to think about that again. A distraction is something that directs your attention away from your destination. And that's going to be a little bit of a precursor into the final episode of this series. But if we are better at identifying the distractions, we are more equipped to defeat them. I want you to hear that again. The better we are at identifying distractions, the better we are at defeating them. And we have to understand the true source, right? Like we're talking about something that directs your attention away from something else. But the biggest thing is that we have to identify the source, right? I think a lot of times we attack our distractions at the surface, but we don't get to the root of it, right? Because we have a tendency to look at the superficial or surface level of the distraction that only gets us so far, right? We handle it in the moment. It's a quick switch and here we are, we're back. But if we really want to get to the root of things, we have to understand not only what a distraction is, 
but we have to understand where distractions come from. And here's the first thing I want you to write down. The root of distraction to your purpose is Satan, right? Even the Bible, the Bible tells us that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? And there is actually a, there's another translation that says the thief comes only so that he can steal and kill and destroy. And one way that the devil will steal from you is through distraction, right? Think about that, right? You have a God-given purpose. And what does the devil not want, right? He doesn't want you to fulfill that purpose. And so one way he'll distract you is, again, tying it back into the scripture, he seeks to steal and kill kill and destroy your purpose. And he uses distractions, right? And we can even think about the parable of the sower to illustrate this, right? And, and that's what I love about the Bible. Like it has parables. Jesus told stories or parables to give us examples, analogies to help us deal with where we are, right? And one of the um, this, uh, parables is the sower. And it goes like this. It says, a sower went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some seeds fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds of the sky devoured it. Other seed fell on rock, which it grew up and withered away since it lacked moisture. Other seed fell among thorns. The thorns grew up with it and choked it. Still, other seeds fell on good ground. When it grew up, it produced fruit a hundred times what was sown. And the seed is the word of God in this particular parable. It's it's mentioning that here, even when we listen to this, the seed is representing God's word. The set the success of the seed has nothing to do with the seed itself. Right. So if God's word isn't working in your life, then you should probably check the ground that it was laid on. Right. And when we think about that, we talk, the scripture literally tells us it says other seeds fell on rock. It withered away. It lacked moisture. It's other ones fell in thorns. It got choked. But there were some that fell on good ground when it grew up. It produced the fruit a hundred times fold. We talk about it falling on rock. It didn't have moisture. It fell in thorns. It was choked away. Right. Literally, the seeds are falling into not where they're supposed to be. So they're for distractions. Right. And when we talk about overcoming distractions, we have to identify the types of distractions. Right. And when, when I heard I heard it said this way, that Satan typically uses three main kind of types of distractions. You can pretty much funnel in any distraction into one of these three. And one is distraction of the mind. The other one is distractions of our priorities. And the other one is distractions of time. Right. And when you think about it, let's talk about distractions of the mind. Um, and this deals with we're worrying about things around us. We're worried about things that are going on, things that are our responsibilities. Right. To care is to worry or be pulled in different directions with your mind. And see, when we get weighed down and overwhelmed by too many responsibilities or too many thoughts or too many ideas, then we start to see anxiety and worry set in. Right. And then those responsibilities, they could be anything. It could be studying for an exam. It could be serving as a caretaker. It could be working extra hours at your job. And Satan will work very hard to keep us in this state of being too busy for our purpose. Oh, we don't have time for this. And this is literally something that I have said recently, like, oh, my God, where am I going to find the time 
to do Vantage Point. I, I felt like I didn't have the time. And and I've seen things and being pulled away from this purpose. That doesn't mean everything that's pulled away is a bad thing. But when you when you are given a God-given purpose, when you're set on purpose road, you have to understand that this is a tool of the enemy is to get us off and keep us busy away from our purpose, right? And distracting us is like a game he plays. And so our job is to make sure we beat him at the game and that we dedicate time to God. We dedicate time for his purpose. We dedicate time above anything else. We sacrifice other things. Hear me, we have to sacrifice other things to drive ourselves to that purpose, right? And, and we talk about priority, right? This, this is when you think about your job or you think about what are we doing to prosper and things of that nature. And I want to say this, God wants his people to prosper. Don't get it twisted. This isn't a prosperity gospel message or anything like that, because honestly, that could be a whole nother series of focus of what prosper or prosperity really is to the to the heart of God but let me be clear that he wants us to prosper he just doesn't want us to put our hope in something as certain he just doesn't want us to have our hope in like riches and money and wealth but on him because we know the one who is richly and ceaselessly provides us with everything for our enjoyment that is the God we serve but deceitfulness is a quality of being dishonest and misleading, and it's an act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is false or invalid. And we get this notion or this idea that if we keep working and making money and we keep working and getting gathering things, right, that now we have that's our purpose in life, right? That's what it is. And, and truthfully, every opportunity is not a blessing from God. Sometimes opportunities are there to keep us from purpose. Like I want you to think about this. God isn't going to give you a high paying job that causes you to miss church every Sunday or not spend time with your family or focus on purpose. And that's something that we have to I think about. Like we can thank God for the blessing of the job. We can thank God for the blessing of these things, but understand that if those things start to take you away from purpose, if they start to distract you away from what God is telling you to do or what God is commanding you to do or giving you to do, then it becomes a distraction, right? And the root of our desire to pursue opportunities that take us away from our purpose is a belief that it's up to us to take care of us, right? We don't trust God to provide the time, provide for us. We don't trust God in those specific things. And that leads into another one when it comes to time distractions, right? Distractions that use your time is something that must be discussed in any conversation, really, about how to overcome those distractions. Because what time ultimately deals with is the pursuit of our ideas and idols. And an idol is simply just something you have an extreme attachment or devotion to. Idolatry, big church word, is the worship of someone or something other than God as though it were God or as if they were God, right? And we think of idolatry, we often think of the overt kind, right? We think of, you know, we're talking about what we see, what we hear in the Bible where it's like, you know, they were worshiping other gods, they were worshiping statues and they were doing these things. But do you know that idolatry could also be something as simple as a video game, sports, children, marriage, right? Church work, hear me. 
All of these things could turn into idols if they're distracting you from what God has purposed you to do. God made, gave us all the same amount of time in a day. He gave us all the same things. And yes, sometimes your family, sometimes that thing that you think is so innocent will become the thing that distracts you from what God has called you to do. And I want you to think about some of these uh, questions. I want you to think about some of these things uh, when it comes to um, distractions, when it comes to time. And I want you to think about these four questions. Number one, am I pursuing this thing because I believe it will satisfy me more than anything else? Number two, will it cause me to disobey God? Number three, does it give you greater joy than Christ? Number four, is it what you spend the most time on? Now, see, if you answered anything, any of these questions you answered yes to, it's probably time to seek God for guidance in this area, because that tells me and it should tell you that there are things that you have now placed above God. You have placed certain things, whether it's sports, TV, family, relationships, your car, your house, your job, any of these things that have now have taken a priority in your life and they've become the not from an idea or just what you do they've actually become the thing that you worship because it takes time away from the one who saved you it takes time away from the one who's kept you it takes time away from the one who will sustain you and it takes time away from the one who ordered your steps and, and i want you to think about that um as we get a little deeper in this episode because it's so powerful for us to get caught up into these things and it becomes such a distraction that it shifts our complete minds away from what God has called us to be. And I know this series has been focused on the life of Paul. And so I want to give you a little bit of, of a story of Paul uh, with his friend Silas when they were in prison. And, and just a short uh, synopsis of it. Paul and Silas, ends up, they end up in prison because they were they were followed by a female slave possessed by a spirit. Right. They essentially cast out the spirit from her in the name of Jesus Christ doing the right thing. And then her owners are angry because now they've lost a way to make money. So they seize Paul and Silas, bring them before authorities, and then they're thrown in jail, beaten. And now they're in they're They're in prison. They're stripped from all the things. Right. And now Paul's on his purpose road. He's rolling. Right. We've talked about his detract detractors. And now here's a distraction. Because most people would think, man, they just took me, took everything we had. They beat me and now I'm in prison. I can't fulfill purpose now. But here are four things we learned from Paul in the midst of his distraction. Number one, they praise God while in prison. See, even though they were beaten and thrown in prison with their feet shackled, they still sang and they still praised. They still fulfilled purpose. And their praise in the situation, not after it, not before it, but in it caused those around them to take notice and listen. Acts 16, 25 says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them because see, number two, their praise not only helped them, but also those that listened. Do you know people are watching you on this purpose road? They're watching how you handle distractions. They're watching how you handle Damascus. And now they're watching how you handle distractions 
and detractors. They're watching you. And it says that earthquakes shook the prison and the doors flew open. Everyone's chains came loose. Acts 16, 26. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. See, the power of what we do in the midst of the distraction ultimately shifts people's thoughts as well. And just at the moment they thought they were in a distraction, they decided to stay focused on purpose, stay focused on what God had told them to do, what they had done in private, they're doing in public, even in the midst of being imprisoned, they're still fulfilling purpose despite the distractions. And see what ultimately in Roman law, which leads me to number three for them, the lesson we can take away is that the Roman law required jailers to take responsibility, right? And it's what they didn't do that was important. Again, the doors are open, chains are loose. They could leave, right? But what would have happened to the jailer? And see, when you're in a distraction, sometimes you get shifted, right? Priorities, we just talked about that. What would be a priority at that moment for Paul and Silas? To leave. That will be a priority. We got to go. The chains are off. The doors are open. Let's go. But they stayed there. Acts 16, 27 and 28 says the jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. So what does that tell me? That even in the midst of distraction even in the midst of what could have been their life on the line paul still sat there and stayed where he was they stayed continuing doing what they were in purpose because they knew that it would have changed lives and they knew that that jailer's life would have been in jeopardy and that's what drives us on purpose road that's what drives us and then i want you to hear number four their example changed lives eternally not just in the moment, not just for a second, but for eternity. Paul and Silas chose to stay in the difficult circumstance that they were in, which was prison, which they could have easily escaped suffering. The example drew the jailer to realize there was something different about them and he wanted whatever they had. Acts 16, 29, the jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? See, that's the power of your purpose road in the midst of distractions. It will start to change people around you. They will take notice. See, we talked about detractors last episode and not everybody's going to be for you. But if you get past the detractors, if you get past the naysayers, if you get past the doubters, you get to the point where people start to follow suit, not for who you are, but for what you carry and the God in them and the God in you. And this is what I love about this Purpose Road in this series is it's challenging us to think differently. It's challenging us to look at things with a different mindset. And Acts 16, 31 through 34, it says, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Not me, 
not Paul, believe in the Lord and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. And at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all of his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. That's the power of handling our distractions the right way. They'll shift things for us. And even as we close out this episode, I want to leave you with a few things. Just how do you apply these lessons to your life? Number one, it's all good. See, when you're suffering in a bad situation, our our instinct is to escape. We don't want to experience pain if we can get out of it. But our praise to God is in times of trouble is genuine because when we're doing it, he knows we're allowing, we know the allowing of that suffering is for our good and for the good of others. See, it's easy to praise God with the promotion or the proposal or the promise, but when we're suffering, how do we praise God? Even in the midst of distractions, how do we praise? Because see, there's a praise on Damascus because we were saved. Praise gets a little harder when you have detractors. It gets even harder when you have distractions. But if we can stay true and hold on to it, the praise when our trouble comes into our lives. Why? Because it's all good. Authentic worship is powerful. We have to have that huge huge aspect of our walk. Psalms 116 and 10 says, I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted, not after my affliction, not before it, because I trusted him before and after. But do I trust him during? And it's what we don't do. It's what we don't say or it's what we don't react to that can be important because, see, our flesh always wants to act or react to what's going on. We have a distraction. We have to do something. But know that sometimes that reaction impacts other people, not just you. And see, Christians are judged by the world. They look and see how we act and what we'll do in a bad situation. Will we bust down the door? Are we going to sit there and talk about him? Are we going to sit there and and blame God? Are we going to just give up? Or do we continue to seek God and search for his purpose in the midst of circumstances, in the midst of distractions? And see, Paul and Silas set a huge example for us by staying in prison when they could have easily escaped suffering. And see, that behavior, that act was a good example that not only did what it did for them, but it changed the lives of others. So that's the question that I have for you in whatever distraction you're going through right now. Can you shift your mindset? Can you stay focused on purpose? Will you let the distraction, whether it's time or priorities or idols or even the distraction of where I am, impact your purpose road journey because see Paul didn't plan to go to prison yet when he that wasn't a plan of his but yet he was he was willing to submit to God and praise him in shackles and essentially say God whatever is going to happen on me to me on this road you're with me and I'm good with it that's essentially what saying yes is to God by the way let's not get it twisted Saying yes to God is not 
just about rainbows and butterflies and tulips and all the good things and all the great things and all the blessings and prosperity. No, 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 no. That's half the battle. But when you say yes to God, you say yes to everything. When Jesus said yes to God, yes, he said yes to loving children and, and loving everybody and healing people. But he also said yes to the cross. And even in the moment in the garden, when Jesus said, I don't want to do this, but it's your will I'm interested in fulfilling. And he got up with such a resolve. So I'm asking you in the midst of your distraction, could you stand up? And have a resolve that tells God, I already said yes, and I know what it entails. It's not just the good, but it's also the bad. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this, this episode. I thank you for what you're doing in the lives of people that are listening. I ask you to just lift them up, even in the midst of distractions, Father God, whether it's time, priorities, or, or other distractions, Father God, that you continue to show them who you are. And that they make the resolve and the decision and choice today to stand up in the midst of the distraction, to stand up in the midst of adversity, to stand up in the midst of shackles and say, I'll still praise you. I'll still follow you. I'll still run with you. I'll still fulfill the purpose you have in my life. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. I'm so, so glad you guys have tuned in, man. Keep sharing these episodes. Keep sharing everything that Vantage Point is doing. We're going to come back uh, here soon with part five, episode five, and then we're going to have a bonus episode specific to this series. And you don't want to miss that because it's going to be a powerful, powerful closeout to this series. We're going to have a special guest on the show. Tune in for that. You don't want to miss it. And as always, keep seeking insight, keys and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. It'll change your world and your life. God bless.